Welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneurs Podcast. Real people doing real deals in real estate and no fake gurus allowed. We bring you the best and the most real real estate investors in the space. They'll be showing you the good, the bad, and the ugly of real estate investing. Like, share, subscribe, get notified. It's the Real Estate Entrepreneurs Podcast. Welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneurs Podcast. And today I have the pleasure of bringing you one of Houston finest. I don't know, is it a CPA or accountant? <laughs> accountant. Uh, accountant, <laughs> Mr. Michael Plax. If you are in Houston, you know very well who Michael Plax is. Uh, we all know him from, actually the first time I saw you, Mike, was back in... Um, an event that myhousedeals.com did like years oh, ago. Yeah. That was a long time ago. That was yeah. a long time ago, somewhere around maybe uh -huh. 2008 or 2009. Yeah, Doug Smith was setting up those events back then. That's right. Now, if you are tuning in for the first time, guys, make sure you hit share, like, and subscribe, and follow Mr. Michael. He, um, he likes to joke on Facebook a lot. Uh, and especially on other people's posts. Uh, but anyhow, since Mike is here today, Mike, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate you um, driving all the way to my office so we could do this uh, podcast. Tell me about yourself, man. Like, where do you come from? Okay. Uh, let me start by explaining my strange appearance for those who don't uh, know who I am. So I go by black belt in real estate taxation. So yes, well, like when I do it, it's like, I wear my gloves. Normally, if it was my office, we would see Uncle Sam, the cardboard cutout that I punch out. And, you know, I do wear black belt and stuff when I'm on video. Right. Okay. Right. But normally is, okay. My business is real estate taxation. So right. what we do is we help. Uh, and I started in 96. So it's been, uh, it's been 25 a years. You know, in business, we work exclusively with real estate investors. And we help with business planning, tax planning, tax preparation, uh, IRS problems, like all of that stuff that goes with it. And I normally wear those gloves again to punch out Uncle Sam, somebody has to. Right. You know, that uh, he is not helping your business. He is your silent partner <laughs> that does not do any work, but takes half of your profits. That way. Correct. So that's what we do. We try to make that uh, hurt as little as possible, but also do more by helping people set up their business. So as far as where I come from, I have that, uh, you know, East Texas accent. Nakadoshis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, originally from Russia, which is uh, easy to guess. And uh, uh, when, when did you come from Russia? Like what uh, year? Oh, that was long ago. Well, almost 30 years. 30 years. Yes. And you're only 35, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, so you're, yeah. you're 35 years old. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we, you're actually the second Russian we have on, on the podcast. We have another Russian, Dimitri, uh, about five or six episodes ago. Uh -huh. he, and he lives in the Ukraine right now. Mm -hmm. So he flew here and, and we, we, we had a podcast. But anyhow, so you came back about 30, uh, you said 30, 30 years ago. About 30 years, right. Which would put you right at 90, 92. 92. And 
Did you go to college here or did you go to college in Russia? No, I came already with education. Okay. Uh, from here, so, you know. And uh, the School of Hard Knocks is what I graduated from here. You okay. Know, like all of us. Right. And so... With honors. With honors. So that means you probably lost a lot of money uh, uh, trying to get that degree. Now, in Russia, were you practicing accounting or what were you doing back there? Not at all. In fact, I came with a degree in IT. My my degree is in computer science. Okay. I worked in IT and uh, one of the friends, uh, a neighbor uh, who was living next door to us was talking to me one day. And was saying, is like, Michael, you need to become a CPA. And I was like, what is CPA? I had no idea. He explained as that. No way on earth I would be doing that. I'm comfortable right. in IT. And then uh, several years later, you know, when I went into business, like me and my wife were talking and says, hey, you remember Henry years ago mentioned it? And said, oh, yeah, he did. You know, life is unpredictable in that way. But if you ask how, that became a survival skill. You know, I came here, started being self-employed, and uh, couldn't figure out how to uh, do your taxes. What or to do it? Actually, like, let me share a yeah. more of that story. It's yeah. kind of maybe a, fun, a little bit of a funny story. So it was April. I'm self-employed. You know, my first job working as an interpreter, and uh, they all talk in the office about taxes, taxes, taxes. April 15th is coming, so I'm kind of like, what is that? Like, I'm saying, oh, like once a year you need to do this form. How do you do that? So I say, oh, you like get a book, you know, and it tells you. So fine, I went, bought a book, you know. Of course, it was April 13th, when else? Like a couple days before. Right. So I'm reading the book, and I understand every word. I understand every sentence. But heck, I don't understand what they want me to do. Right. Absolutely lost in trying to do something. Guys, what do you do? Oh, you need a CPA. Okay, how do I find it? So I started calling old friends. And one guy gives me the name, so I'm calling this guy. And this guy says, yeah, sure, I can help you. I'll do an extension. What is an extension? Yeah. I had no idea at all about that. So the guy did extension. You know, the guy, like I got my normal shoebox of receipts, like all of uh, all of my clients later did to me. Right. You know, so I'm bringing that like months later. The guy does that, you know, uh, sends me, you know, gives me papers to sign. And at the bottom is a, some huge number that I have to pay. And I'm saying, it's like, what is that? Oh, that's the check you have to write to these people. Why? You know, and started going. Now I know he didn't even do a good job. You know, right. back then I didn't know anything. Right. But it quickly dawned on me that that's survival skill. I don't want to be paying that much. Right. What and a, what all that. So I decided to learn it for myself. And once I learned it for myself, see my degrees in IT and the background in math. So what I figured out that was that's an optimization problem, like typical math problem. How do you manipulate numbers in order to get to the bottom? Right. So I uh, found the knack for that and, uh, you know, quit my job uh, and started doing this and uh, 25 later 25 years later still doing that wow so you 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 started doing accounting uh and cpa work 25 years ago yeah that's that's um that that you got a little bit of experience then dealing with the iras and and taxes and all that right i just a little bit so so you you know when you came in 
you said something about, man, talking about taxes is so boring. Yeah. You know, why don't we talk about, you know, something that's sexy or in- entertaining? Uh, sexy is dangerous. We can talk about sexy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, what I mean is, Ricardo, like you've been around real estate for a long time. Yes. I might have been even longer than you are. Right. And what I have is a little bit of unique perspective that most of your guests wouldn't have. And most of the people who are watching us wouldn't. Right. Because what I see uh, is real numbers. Okay, like you can get on stage on any of these events. And you can bullshit all you want. You can tell how much you did and people do. Yeah. You know, when I... All the time. Yeah, when I sit like in the back of those events and I see that guy and like I can't help but, you know, chuckle in the back because he's talking about how he killed this and that and I know better. I know his numbers. You know, so I'm not going to out anybody, obviously. My business is very confidential. Yes. Like I cannot share anything, you know, with anybody. It's very strict. Uh, but I have this uh, cumulative experience where I can look at people and tell, you know, in the past when we started, it was like that. I would be at that networking event and, you know, people go around, everybody introduces themselves and that guy would stand and say, well, I'm buying about four houses a month, you know, and starts talking and I'm sitting there. That would be a great client for me. So yeah. I meet with that guy and realize, yeah. He may have bought like 10 houses last year, but they're about to be foreclosed now. Right. So like, just like, and then quickly I learned that the more people brag about their successes, success, the less is the chance that they are really there. The people who who are making real good money tend to be quiet with few exceptions. Yeah, yeah. You know, not, not all of them. There are some like very visible people uh, very respected people who really are doing great. Yeah. But a lot of people who really are killing that in real estate doing it very quietly. Yeah, we we just did a mastermind and when we had on stage, uh, it was about 16 seven figure guys. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even be able to tell who these guys were. Right. Exactly. Right. You cannot tell them in the crowd. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. T shirt, flip flops, you know, all of that yeah. stuff. And Bermudas. Yeah. Yep. yep. And driving an old Toyota and, hey, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yes. But uh, where my perspective comes is, like, I can see over those years and thousands of people who went through our offices signs of what works, what does not work, and factors. So, like, if you are willing to play that game with me, we can talk about that. Right, right. And to me, it's like, okay, let me turn the tables. Like, not literally, but... Ask you, so if I ask you, what do you think are them for the newbie? Like if you are talking somebody who is just starting and there yep. are a lot of people who reach out to my firm and ask, okay, I knew what kind of advice you would give me. Right. I'm sure you get that question a lot. All the time. Right. So what determines, like things like, man, in order for you to make it, you need what? Mindset. Okay. That's number uh, one is mindset. Elaborate. Yeah, it's okay. mindset. So you have to work on yourself first. Um, you know, because every situation is different. If you're a W-2, maybe wholesaling is not for you. Maybe for you, you need, you know, houses for rent. And if, if you want to build uh, long-term wealth, then that's probably the, the, the route you want to take, right? Like build as, ma- as many assets while you have a job, which is what I suggest to people. It's like if you have a W-2, then buy as many as you can because banks love loaning money to, to W-2 people. 
Uh, but if you have very little money and no credit and, you know, your back is against the wall and you need to create cash flow, like to pay bills, then maybe wholesaling is the way to go, right? So it all depends on the situation. But aside from that, you have to work on yourself first. You got to be ready for, for, for the ride that you're about to embark because this, this business, as you know, is not easy. Yes. And I agree with you, like what you described, like in my terms, I would call it business plan because right. we talk to people and things like step number one, you cannot say I'm going to do real estate. You need to know what and why. So like that yep. type of thing. And what I want to add to that is, yes, that business plan is ex extremely uh, like extremely important and critical factor. But that's not enough. There is that second component to that, which I looked around. It has to do with psychology yep. of people. That second component is accountability, mm -hmm. something that you cannot avoid. There are a lot of people who have that good plan and then yep. saying, is, okay, that's what I'm going to do. And then when we meet, and that happens with our clients, you know, we meet our next regular session and we talk, us, okay, so where are you? And it's that. Oh, yeah, Michael, you know, like, I was, like, kind of busy this last month, so, like, you closed on that. No, it kind of, like, got away from me, and he starts as, okay, when it goes into that, all of that is, a, there is word for that, and the word is excuses. Right. So, you need accountability in any form you want, like, get married, you might have accountability that way, right? Right. Or get, like, in some kind of body accountability partner. Yeah. You know, somebody who would hold you to, or the best of accountability, get broke. You yeah. know, <laughs> you know, if you're broke, here is your yeah, accountability. Yeah. You can pay your bills. Something I, is I, I know exactly what that looks like. like. Yes. So do I, you know, yeah. so do I. I really know how it feels. Yeah. You know, we having were, more month at the end of your money. Yeah. We were, talking, <laughs> we were talking about like me coming back from Russia. Like when I came from Russia, our uh, like four-year-old kid at the time slept on a suitcase covered with a blanket. We didn't have a bed for him or a mattress. Right. Like we we came with nothing. So like I know what what it means at that point. Like not having any money, not having a car, but I needed a job. So right. I went there, and uh, my job was to keep my family afloat. Right. Which wasn't easy, but we did it. So that helps. I'm not saying that that's the only way to get in the business, but Whatever mechanism you use, either being completely broke or having somebody uh, working with you as accountability partner. But if you don't have to report to anything or anybody, chances of you following up with your plan are very low. Because yes. motivation is, yeah, everybody likes to talk about motivation. Yeah. But motivation is it's very not enough. short lived. It is yes. not enough. Yeah. Yes, this is something that, yeah, you can, like, it doesn't hurt, of course, like, every morning to read those, like, motivations affirmations, like affirmations yeah. and stuff like that. Personally, it's not my cup of tea, you know, but I know people who swear by that still, like, that can take you only as far, uh, you know, only that far, but not really all the way to performing that. So those are a couple of the factors. Then there is another thing. People like to talk about how important it is to have education. Smart. And I disagree. <laughs> Here's where I come. Well, so, but when you when you talk about education and disagreeing, is it formal education? Both. If you are talking formal or specific in real estate. I'm talking both. Right. 
first, like if we talk about formal education and I look at the uh, most successful of my clients, their education level is all the way from zero to advanced degrees, right? including zeros. And there are as many, if not more, people with very low formal education level than people who are successful. Correct. Yes, there are advanced professionals, you know, engineers and doctors who are very successful investors. Correct. Too. So nothing, nothing is wrong with doing that, but also it's absolutely not a condition. I know people who went into that with no education at all, school dropouts, don't have high school diploma finished, and they still are doing real well because that's not really important. And then you implied, I guess, what about like real estate education? I would call it a trap. And this is controversial, but I want yeah. to explain where I am coming from. Yeah, okay, you do education for real estate people. So do I. So, you know, right. do everybody else. But where I see the problem is a lot of people are hung on up on that education. They're saying, I'm not ready. I don't know enough. I need to learn more. So from that seminar, they go to the next seminar. They keep spending money. Money or time. You know, you can go right now there. Are, hey, where are we doing podcasts, right? right? You can listen podcasts nonstop for the next 10 years. Yes, and, and, and not move. And quality podcasts. I'm not talking garbage. Yes. Yeah. Lots of quality material for free on YouTube all day long. And then you listen and say, oh, there is so much more I don't know. Right. right. And the more you listen, the more you will realize you don't yeah. know. And that's a never-ending process. But at some point, and preferably earlier, rather than later, you need to put it all aside and just go and do it. And that's what a lot of people are having problem with, like right now. Taking action. Yeah, we had two years of COVID, right? Uh, very few live events. Like right now, they are coming back. Yeah, they're coming You back. are starting to set up you know thank you for you know being one of the guys who is bringing it back yeah but like for a long period of time we didn't even see each other face to face before when it was like every uh, you know every week going somewhere you go and you see that guy and uh he's talking about yeah i'm working on this deal and then and then six months later you talk to him he's still working on that deal on that one deal oh, on that one deal <laughs> you're yeah. not working on anything you are talking about a deal for months and months and months that's not that's not helping anything yes and yet we know guys who like went into that and they think yeah but they made mistake i lost money of course there is no other way to do it we still make mistakes yeah back to my uh, back to my story, okay, not related to real estate, but right. back to those years, like when I was just came, was completely broke, and uh, back in Russia before I left, I was teaching IT, was teaching people how to use computers. That was my uh, specialty. Right. Then. So, but I was teaching in Russian. I'm coming here, you know. Uh, I was speaking English even worse than I do today, right? So couldn't finish sentence like Joe Biden, except I didn't have teleprompter like right so i was doing there and i see an ad there looking for computer instructors and i said to heck with it you know i'm desperate i went there you know i needed to do sample lesson i did sample lesson nobody understood anything i said of course i didn't get uh, you know hired right me. but you know so you know didn't but, stop me yeah you were from you doing that a year later i went to the same company just for the heck of it yeah you know and they 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 didn't remember me yeah, you know, but a year later they hired me. I got five out of five on my evaluations. You know, so 
yes, it took me a year, but I needed, I started somewhere, started, fell on my face, didn't work. Okay, same thing about like me right now, another story I'll tell. Uh, when I started specializing in real estate, okay, as an accounting, this is how that happened, is when it started, I was not doing uh, real estate. I was uh, trying to sell insurance back at that time. Okay. And I was networking, going to different places, and somebody told me about the Rich Club. Uh, okay, you remember the organization at one yeah. point that was the most uh, prominent real estate organization in Houston and was come. Uh, that was the hub. That's where everybody would go. All other places were right. congregating at the Rich Club. And I didn't know what it is. So I said, Rich Club, that's where rich people are. Now they say, like, no, no, it stood for Real, Real Estate Investment Club of Houston. So I went there and I tried uh, to sell insurance and quickly realized, no, <laughs> they couldn't care less. You're in the wrong room, buddy. Absolutely. <laughs> but when I mentioned something like about taxes, like all the heads turn out and say, wait, 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 wait. guy, I have questions for you. So I'm saying this, okay. Then let me make a presentation then, if there is so much interest. So I volunteered. I said, I'll do, you know, one of those. Back then they had Monday nights uh, presentations. So I volunteered for one of those, went there, did presentation about depreciation. You know, even now I remember it was titled Appreciating Depreciation. Okay. So I took that and after that, like, you know, people flooded me. I wasn't even ready for that. Like everybody wanted to make an appointment hire me i'm saying that's interesting and after that they went to dinner so i'm going with that crowd to the restaurant we're sitting after the, the webinar and they are all investors they are talking remember my very first presentation ever so they're all around the table and talking about real estate and using terms i never heard them i don't know what they're talking about yeah arv this you know something yeah about like subject, subject to subject that to triple <laughs> net you know, uh, assignment. So I'm sitting there and they are turning to me because, hey, I'm the presenter, right? They're asking questions. I pretend that I have my mouth full, you know, cannot talk. I don't know what to tell them. I don't know what they're talking yeah, about. You're, you, that's and then right when dinner finished, I go to my car, grab like little notepad and write down those words that I just heard. Right. So I can go home. Learn. Like, yes, research it, find out. So back then, like, that's how I started. That was my start as a real estate accountant. I did not even know the basics. Like, right. what right now, you can wake me in the middle of the night and yeah. I can recite it, right? But back then, I had no idea what I was about to do. So everybody starts at that level. Like, when you started in real estate, you didn't know what you were doing. I was, uh, right. I mean... So, you know, we are all in that situation. And I, like... I keep seeing that year after year, those uh, like client after client, investor after investor who are trying to think, well, I'm building my team. Screw that. You don't need to build your team. You need to go out in the field and try to make money. And that first deal will not work fine. You know, first deal doesn't have to work. You know, you will get some experience, learn from your mistakes. If you expect to not make mistakes, then don't go into business at all. Yeah. You don't want to make mistakes. You need a job. Yeah. That's it. it. Yeah, keep working keep, for someone else. Get a government job, then you can make mistakes and get paid for that. Hey, that's what government does. Yeah, absolutely. Or work for the IRS. They are hiring. 
guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. You're right. And you know what? Uh, that's how I did my first deal. You know, like, I actually, I remember, I back then, there was none of this information that we have today. Oh, yeah. Today, you get on YouTube, and that's it. You learn everything, right? So at that time, I was trying to find a group in Houston that I could go and, and find mentorship and people yes, that were doing deals. Good advice, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but I couldn't find them because I was not plugged in on that network, right? And somehow I read a book from a guy that, that it was a big prominent TV guy at the time. And uh, he kind of like talked about how to flip houses on that book. You have to find a harmony lender. You have to find the deal, 70% minus repairs and all of these things, right? And I was just taking notes. And I looked house after house after house after house and with agents, so I couldn't find. And one day I stumbled into the, to that event, the MyHouseDeals.com event, and I went there. I was like, oh, my God, I felt like I, was, I, like I was home. I was like, man, this is the people I've been looking for for the last year. And I met a, a, a wholesaler that you might not remember, uh, Jeremy Moritz. Mm -hmm. uh, he had a house on, in Pasadena, and I ended up buying that deal. That was my first deal. But I didn't know what the hell I was doing. You know, all I knew was formulas and I need to fix it for this amount and all that. And on my first deal, I actually, every every thug in the neighborhood showed up and I lost all my money uh, because they stole my money and I didn't know how to deal with contractors and all that. And I'm not the first one and won't be the last one, guys. Um, and that deal after four years turned out to be a slam dunk because I kept it rented. This is in 2008. I couldn't sell it. You know what happened back then. In 2012, I ended up selling it, but it collected rent for four years, at like $900 a month. So it was like a hundred and some thousand dollars in revenue in a total of four years. And I was all in for like 60, uh, buying it and fixing it, right? So it was a hell of a deal. It was like 3x the amount of money uh, when you look at it. But when I first started, it was a nightmare deal because I was over budget. People were stealing money from me. It took me almost nine months to fix this house. Um, problems with the city. I mean, you name it. I I, right. I bought a university. Uh, like my first deal was a university, pretty much. And that's how you might want to look at because you kept it. But even if you sold it right away, it still would be uh, invaluable experience. Yes, it was. A, it was right. a very valuable experience. You're correct. Uh, I learned a lot, right? And that's why I call it the university, because I literally graduated on how to flip a house on that one house. Um, and, and then I went on to do many more, but, but you are right. Like people are getting hung up on, I got to learn the next thing. I got to learn it all. And in reality, I still don't know it all. And I've been around for a while. I'm pretty sure you don't know it all either. Even though you've been around for 20, 25 years now in the space. Nobody knows. Like I love it. People who claim they do. You yeah. Know? We, we have those arguments like, uh, as mentioned, like an introduction. So my specialty is taxation for real right. estate. So what I do is I arrest taxes specifically in real estate. That's actually niche. Yes. You know, that's not a very wide no. knowledge. That's highly specialized knowledge. So there are not that many people who are experts in that area. Right. And I do call myself black belt in real estate taxation. Right. I think I'm in the top tier of these people. And among my peers, we have... Uh, networking group yes like where we help each other not like help uh by like petting each other is that like a mastermind yes sort you of guys collaborate we talk about business development but we also talk about technical issues right and 
every time like we discuss a controversial complex technical issue we all come a conclusion is there are questions we don't know answer to we like go around and there are people like me you know who've been around the block for a while who did their research who are considered experts and we asked each other so what do you do in this situation and one of us says like that's how i treat it another says i'm not sure this is right and we get into that argument you know yeah. back and forth and then we realize guys it seems like there is no consensus we need to do research then we do research come next time and realize yeah we looked into that and it's still not clear so when somebody says i know every answer like that's there is no way and i very much respect people among professionals who now have the balls to admit that and saying is like i talk to attorneys yes attorney says i i'm not sure i think this is the answer i'm not sure right and i'm suspicious of people who always says oh yeah i know every answer and, and that's how it works same would be in real estate like you know you've seen those people who say yeah i absolutely know how it is well maybe agigantism right <laughs> is an exception maybe if it is <laughs> says he's probably one of the guys who knows for sure or tom barry you know <laughs> but right uh well some of those guys got more experience than other people yeah. right so they they've encountered especially uh the a couple of the tombs that we have run, running around town mm-hmm. they've done so many different things that they might stumble into things yes. that i haven't and, and some other guys have not right so uh, i definitely listen to them uh, when it comes to like what's working for them was not working for them you know you know if if i'm paying attention to when they speak or when they are on a podcast or whatnot uh we do have a lot of uh, wealth of knowledge in Houston like there is a lot of real legit people that that are out there doing this Absolutely. business uh there's a lot of bullshit and fluff as well right yeah but i think that's everywhere uh let me uh piggyback on the phrase that you just said because yeah. you said like you learn from these people like what works in their business yes like i want to you know elaborate a little bit from there we get a lot of questions uh the same question from uh, we get the same question from a lot of people i said a lot of questions and right. the question is what works best okay what is the best strategy in real estate okay and like you said yeah i'm watching what works for this guy or for that guy but when you look at them they are successful in different areas yes and that is the answer to that question and sometimes people don't understand what i mean and like i want to uh, spend a couple minutes explaining that So there is no such thing there is no answer to the question what is a good or bad strategy. Right. Because no matter what method of investing. Yep. Well, if you talk to a guru there is an answer. You know, <laughs> that is his system, right? I'm selling my system, that's the best thing. No. You know what I do now? I don't, I don't even do that. Like mm-hmm. if somebody comes to me and says I want you to teach me, right? I would ask him what do you want to do? I want to be a landlord. I'm not your guy. I'm the worst landlord ever. I don't even like being a landlord. You know what I mean? I I I do it right. out of necessity. Mm-hmm. Number one, out of necessity. But it's not that I like it. So I rather send him to a couple of my other friends that that's what they do. That's where they specialize. Good. And I just quarterback it to them. They'll take care of this guy. Now whenever he wants to learn virtual wholesaling by using texting, I'm I'm your guy. Mm-hmm. But I quit trying to push people onto my product because sure. it doesn't serve them. And here is the thing is okay. I know bunch of successful wholesalers. 
who make real good money, like you and the good number of other yeah. people who are sp- who specialize in wholesaling. So does it mean wholesaling is the best strategy? I know, no. I know, tons of people who lost their short trying to do wholesaling, completely yeah. failed it. Yeah. Right. And then the six. Oh, so what is better than being a landlord is better. Okay. Again, I know bunch of people who are very successful landlords. And when we say landlords, there is such a variety of landlords. Landlords in what? You know, single family homes you do, you do commercial, you do mobile parks. What do you do is like all of them are landlords, right? Yeah. And all of them are successful. I just mentioned mobile parks. There was an interesting conversation uh, last year I had with somebody. I had a client who was, uh, he listened to one of the mobile home guys and decided that that's the thing he wants to pursue because that was very persuasive presentation. The guy is making good money. It's so easy to deal right. with mobile home parks. And then he <laughs> contacted me and said, like, hey, Michael, like, you know, everybody, you have clients with mobile homes. I mean, yeah, I sure do, right? So is it good or bad thing? Like that type of question. I'm saying, I cannot tell you, but this is what I can give to you. I'll ask some of my clients if they are willing to talk to you, and I will connect you with some people who love it and some people who failed at that. And yes. then you can make your own opinion. Because for everybody who, for every strategy or niche in real estate where somebody is killing that, you know, there are a bunch of roadkill. You know, people who never made it, people who hate it. And if you ask them, say, no, that's awful. But that goes for absolutely everything. There are successful people in whatever you try. Like, you name any strategy, and I can tell you I probably have a client who is doing great in that particular area right and a lot of that has to do with personality you mentioned that a few minutes ago you said you are the worst landlord ever okay i would be in the same position you know for me it's my personality one part of being a landlord i need to be tough with people yes i need to be able to throw somebody who does not have money on the street my personality is i cannot do yeah okay there are a lot of people who have no problem doing that and saying, hey, business is business. And they are right, but it's not me. <laughs> so yeah. I cannot be in that position. Yeah. Right? And then there are like, we're talking about wholesaling. Wholesaling involves a lot of door knocking and talking to people. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you cannot do that, if your personality is not a good fit for talking to strangers, and strangers who are not your friends, strangers who are adversarial. Yeah. I didn't, they don't like you. They don't like your offer. They don't like the situation they are in. And you are just aggravate them more. And you are, your job is to make friend out of them and make them work with you. If that's your personality, you can do great in that. But some, it's not for everybody. And what people miss a lot of time, they're looking at numbers and forget what is involved in the process of doing that when they are choosing that. Which actually brings me, when we talked about success factors, there is that one factor that I see overlooked by a lot of people, and I just happen to describe that, and I call it focus. Okay, so you can make money in almost anything related to real estate. Yes. Like name that, and I'm thinking, yeah, I know people who made money doing this. So what you cannot do when you start is do all of that. And that's what a lot of people are trying to do. They're saying, yes, but I can do this. And I just listened to that podcast 
And I can do that too. And yeah. I went to the seminar, they showed me this other technique, I can do that too. No, you cannot do all of that when you start. Eventually, yes, you can become master in that particular strategy like two, three years later, expand into something else. And at that point, besides expanding your knowledge, you will probably have a team. You will have people helping you, not, not trying to do everything yourself. Right. But if you are a sole investor, you know, one woman or one man trying to do it when you are starting, it's extremely important to select one thing and get good in one thing and ignore everything else. And that was, I'll take my example and then I'll give you an example uh, from one situation I was in. My personal example was, see, when I started doing taxes, I was generalist. So in real estate, that would be example of trying to do everything. Right. And that is easy because, well, everybody needs help with taxes. Well, I can help everybody, right? And when I started specializing in real estate, you know what was the hardest thing for me to do? Is to say no to people. Because somebody comes and they're not in real estate and I'm supposed to say no. I'm only working with real estate people. Right now, I have no problem saying that. Right. Know? But when, I, when it happened first, I'm saying, well, but I'm missing money. Yes. That client could have brought me money or translating it into real estate. I to say, but I could make money on that deal. The question is, is that deal your deal? Mm -hmm. No, it's not yours. Leave it. Somebody else will make money on that. Because when you specialize, this is the most important thing that you want to do. Is you want to become good at that and more importantly, become known for doing that. Correct. And known is this. Like, if you are right now, guys, like, you are listening to us and ask, like, mentally yourself a very simple question. You are saying, somebody comes to you and says, do you know a good realtor? Can you refer somebody to a good realtor? Okay, if you've been, in, if this is not your first day in real estate, you won't be able to. Why? You know 200 realtors. Right. Okay. You may know 1,000. I may know 2,000. Right. How do I know? Like, <laughs> 300 of my clients are realtors. Who I'm going to refer them to? I don't know. They're all realtors. Now let's change that question. And saying this is, okay, I'm looking for a high-end house in Tanglewood. I actually know somebody. Right. Why? Because that person is a specialist in that part of town and that type of housing. And then somebody else coming is like, I'm trying to rent an office where? Okay. Here, like in the energy corridor. Okay, I know realtors who specialize in commercial leases right. in energy corridor. Then you can think of somebody. But if you are starting and you are just you are just a wholesaler, oh, there are twenty thousand more wholesalers in Houston. You are uh, not standing alone. If Ricardo has a deal, he does not know you differently from anybody else. You need to stand out. So that is. Very, very important for new people to establish niche focus and stay with it. Become known as the specialist in that specific thing, in that specific area. And if there is a good deal that comes across town, not only it's a destruction, it also, remember that. I have people, I don't understand how they survive. You know, I've seen them and they're, uh, oh, you know how I know that? Because their mileage, <laughs> they track mileage for IRS purposes. For me. Like, Man, like that day, like you put 250, 100 
250 miles on your truck. Why? Oh, like, because I was this project and that project and that project. Like, he's, like, going between Kingwood and Galveston. Why? What for? You know, that eats up your time. Time is money. Yeah. I'm not talking gas. No, I used to. At the current price. I used used to do that a lot. I used to flip houses far away and... And I did that for like three years. You can do far away if you focus in that area. Okay, one of my clients who is very successful in doing flipping like his, he, most of his flips are in the same block. He owns that. He owns yeah, he owns the block. Yeah. He found that part and his addresses are four, four digits apart because then he bought the next house and the house after and then two houses down. And he flips all of them making real good money. Doing that, and those are high-end flips these guys do. Right. They are, they are very concentrated. And I'm pretty sure that he cannot be very excited if you offer him a flip which is 50 yeah. miles away. Right, no. That's different. He won't do it. Because when he goes there, he mo- he's attending the site of all of his projects all at the same time. Right. That's very powerful and leverages your time. Your time is more important than anything else. People think about leveraging money, yes, very important. But time is the only, m- there is unlimited supply of money, really. Like other people's money are unlimited. Right. You know, you can go, you can borrow money if you know how. You can raise private money almost to no limits. But time is limited. And people forget is that what is the most important thing in their business is their time. So it needs to be focused, not spend uh, that much on constant education and re-education. Again, I'm not against education. I'm just saying that's a never-ending process. You need to take it in small doses. Implement, and you have to implement. I, yes. I agree. It's implementation is key. Is the number yes. one. Yes. There is no point knowing 55 things if you're not doing any of them, which is unfortunately where some people stay. In that area, well, that's I have that students, area. and I only take students that are willing to implement. If they, if they, and I ask them certain questions before they join my program, and I say, "Look, do you have this? Do you have?" It? And they, they say yes, then they can come work with me. Otherwise, I won't be able to teach them because I teach as we implement. So you know, I have a lot of people that say, "No, I don't have that." Then I'm like, "I'm not for you," because I know they're not ready. The 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 they they need to know everything. Or they don't have the resources, you know, and yes. so we, I stay away from those. And that is interesting. I'll share a story which is not directly from real estate, but at one point, like years ago, I was competing in public speaking. Right. And there was a, uh, a friend of mine, a high-level coach, uh, who was teaching people how to do public speaking, was charging good money for that, was training professional speakers. And his thing was is when somebody approaches him and he was very sought after guy still is he's still doing that but his first thing is he gives people an assignment saying read this book like small book by one of the professional speakers talking about that so when they come for the first appointment his first question is is okay so did you read the book uh, uh, no i bought it but i didn't have time that's it you're out out no don't come to me second time that's it if you cannot read cannot read that book the first thing that i ask you to do you did not do it not interested in working with you ever and i have people who are not doing consulting that is interesting like i have some real estate uh friends 
some of them are clients, some are just friends, right? And they are, they accomplished a lot. And sometimes I would ask one of my very experienced friend is, hey, can you help this other client of mine, right? Right. Like he's new, he wants to learn to do that. And I'm asking that guy who is not a coach, not a guru, does not have yeah. any students. I'm asking, just help. And he refused. And I'm saying, he's like, why? And he said, Michael, very simple. You know, over the years, I gave advice to a lot of people. None of them take my advice. I don't want to spend my time. Yeah, that's true. You know, if they don't listen, right? Uh, but, but what I found out is that, and I used to do this a lot. I used to teach people for free. And when it's free, they don't value it. Absolutely. So what they do is they take from you, let's say you're teaching somebody how to be uh, an accountant for free. They take your advice. They, they listen to you. Not happening. But let's, <laughs> let's, let's imagine. Let's pretend that you're having a, a, a trainee on accounting in, in a CPA. And you do it for free. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, thank you so much, Michael. You run into him a month later. And you ask him, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing good. But you know what I did? I went ahead and signed up for Ricardo's program on CPA and accounting. And you're like, what happened to the stuff that I taught you? Like, it's the same information. It's the same context. I don't get it. And then that's what, what that's when I understood. I said, from now on, I'm going to start charging for it. Now, because they value it a lot more. Now it hurts. Now they, they put money into it. At least they value it more. And, and, and now it get, I get to where I ask him questions to see if I really want to work with them. It doesn't necessarily have to be the money. Like, you can have the money, but if I don't like you, trust me, I'm not doing it. Like, you cannot pay me enough money to work with somebody I don't like, okay? Um, and they cannot feed a certain box. Like, they got to be outside of that box. Otherwise, I'm not taking them. But it happens a lot. You know, you train somebody. They don't listen. They go and pay someone else. That's when I realized, okay, I need to start start charging for my, my training. So let's talk a little bit about how you help people, you know, other than um, beating down the IRS and, 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 and things of that nature. What are your best practices with your clients when it comes to real estate? We probably need to segment that, okay? Right. It's because uh, I have my accounting firm. Right. So we have things that my firm is doing and things that I'm doing personally. Okay. So Let, my, let's just mention a couple of them, you know. Yeah, like myself personally, I work with experienced established investors as an advisor. Right. And uh, I have a, like a few people in this advisory arrangement with me where we talk throughout the year and Partially, I sort of, we talked before as accountability partner. Right. When we jointly develop business plan and I uh, help them stay on track. And part of that, we talk about strategy, both just, not just taxes. You know, I've been around enough where I know a lot about business in general. Correct. And real estate somewhat. So, no, I don't recommend investments to people. I don't tell you this is where you should put money in. But running the business, that's what I do with these higher level people. Right. Okay. And by higher level, I mean, they either have large portfolio of properties or they do high volume uh, flipping or some, you know, other types of 
real estate investments. Like okay. One of my clients is uh, flipping undeveloped land. You know, so there are like different types of clients doing different types uh, of things. The firm itself and the firm we can take uh, people who are even beginners. And what we do is we help to clean up that financial part. Right. Which is your numbers and your taxes. And this is specialized data. It's just like uh, this thing is, okay, you come. You know, you mentioned Facebook, okay? This is pretty funny because uh, one of my friends, Chris Johnson, yeah. set up uh, a parody group like CJ Contracting on Facebook. And like uh, his good friend of mine, we are together having fun with that group by finding the most ridiculous screw-ups that people do in the business and post pictures of that crap there. Right, right. You know, where something is like done so wrong that it's funny, right? Right. And we put it there and claim to be contractor company. Like, we get several requests weekly for quotes. Yeah. No, like, real requests for quotes. People reach out and I'm saying, can you come and do estimate? And we have to like, dude, like, look at at us. They don't understand. Yeah. We are a joke. It's an IT guy and and an accountant. We are making fun of that. We are not real contractors. Right. And people don't even know the difference, right? Right. But if you look at the pictures that we post there, having fun is, but somebody did that. You know, these are are pictures of somebody's work. Right. So you have seen people doing like roofing or framing or, uh, you know, landscaping in ways that just blows your mind. How anybody gets away with that, you know, and stays Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's how I feel when I look at tax returns, right? So people brings us tax returns done by H&R Block or CPA who doesn't know real estate and we look like, I don't even know, like if I could, you know, if I could make fun of that, I can, that's, Confidential information. Right. But if I could, I really, you know, I want to snap a picture of that to show to people like, guys, that's unbelievable. This is not how you do your taxes. That's unbelievable what what is done by people who pretend to be professionals in my industry. Just like every every investor have seen like work that some other investors are doing and can believe like what they are doing. I'm like in my field. Right. So we do it right. You know, so, and that right makes a difference. A lot of things we do is we look at, you know, when we start, somebody comes to us, first thing we do, we look at the past taxes. Right. Sometimes those past taxes are done horribly. Yeah, they're so all messed up. We have to go yeah. back and redo and return people money. Like, I'm not counting, like, how many, like, tens of thousands of dollars we return to people uh by now, like over all of these years, by just looking back and saying, you just straight left money on the table. Right. That's stupid, you know. Sometimes what hurts is sometimes it's too late to claim. Right. If you sit on that too long, you only have limited time. You what what do you, three years, okay. Three years you have to claim money that you left on the table. You know, somebody just called. Sorry you know, about that. No. Is that IRS? No, it's not. That was a buddy <laughs> of mine that lives in Memphis, Tennessee, Mr. Spencer Shadrack. <laughs> I don't know how he got through, so uh, <laughs> let me make sure I... Okay. No, no problem. Uh-huh. So that that's what we do, you know, and then from that point forward, we do it right. And uh, if 
people enroll into our advisory program, the word is self-explanatory. We give them advice on tax strategies, how to structure things better, how to minimize your taxes, because if you already sold the property and then ask me what do I do now, that is too late. What about are, uh, yeah. what about your course? You, I know you have a course, right? Uh, not really. Like what you might be referring that in the past I have done a lot of classes. Yes, but you used to sell something online. They I forgot what it was. Yeah, they are recorded. Okay. We actually still have some of those classes, you know, on old-fashioned CDs. Right. You know, uh, I'm not trying uh, hard to sell them right now, but anyway. they are available. Okay. Among those, you know what the most valuable thing is not about taxes, but at some point uh, several years ago, three people like Tom Berry, who is uh, one of the biggest Houston mm -hmm. investors and guys with tremendous experience and vision of real estate, did that. And a friend of ours, a real estate attorney, uh, Steve Newsom, yep. and myself. So the three of us got together and we did a boot camp for two days teaching how to run real estate business professionally. Okay. Not as amateurs, professionally. Right. That thing is very accurate as of today. Okay. It's not getting obsolete. This thing, we still have that recording. Awesome. That is the one that we still like get a lot of requests from because that really teaches people how to do business. Yes, there are some other good stuff, those courses. At some point next year, I will probably start... Uh, restart i like i didn't do it for the last couple of years but i will probably restart paid webinars right you know do, doing that i have done a lot of free webinars like people who go and uh, look me up will find like unlimited amount of recorded webinars and podcasts right and various trainings that i did that is available for free uh yes and some of the more advanced stuff we do have those recorded which is not free if anybody is interested visit websites there are two websites one is under major update right now uh, but it's my informational website michaelplugs.com it's my name yeah we'll put it on yes. the comments below yep and then my firm is called rei tax firm okay. RI for real estate investment so reitaxfirm.com that's my firm where we provide man that services. that domain is worth probably a lot of money I don't know, no. Yeah, no, it not, is. It's not for sale. It, it's not for sale, but it's probably <laughs> worth a lot of money today. I actually was surprised when I first went for that that it was not grabbed, that it was available. You know, RI tax firm, but it was, so it's us. And that very accurately descri describes what we do. Tax firm for REI. All of our clients are investors. We don't work with anybody else. So that's, that's what we do. And uh, one thing we cannot do, like kind of jumping... Ahead. If somebody is listening now and says, yeah, I have a few questions I want you to ask. Sorry, guys, cannot, cannot quite do that. Not enough hours in the day. But what we do is, okay, if you are our client, yes, we answer all of these questions. If you are not, there are two places. Uh, first, if you are an investor, you must be on BiggerPockets. Right. BiggerPockets.com is that national uh, hub for all real estate networking and information. Absolutely fantastic website. I'm very active there on, on the tax and legal board. And if you post questions on bigger pockets on the tax and legal uh, forum there, 
then there are either myself or, or like one of the other ones other peers of mine like also experts in real estate taxation we answer their questions for free that's a free board right that's where you can ask questions like calling my office directly no sorry cannot do that yeah but over there you yeah actually the one the one i went to your office one time and it was on a consultation on a self-directed ira that i was using and i paid for your time i said hey how much it is to to do this consultation you told me I, we brought in a check and that was it we did it i appreciate that we we don't even do that anymore okay we don't do one time consultation right because we are so busy giving consultation for our full service clients right so if you have questions you can ask on bigger pockets and another great place is on facebook i run a group which is called rei Uh, tax and legal wizards okay that's a private group request membership you know if you are in real estate we will immediately admit you right and there are a bunch of attorneys and uh, accountants and experienced investors that's another place where we share free what's the name of the group again rei tax and legal wizards rei tax sure and legal wizards. Sure man I, i don't even use my facebook anymore yeah. i get on facebook every now and then is my VAs are the ones on Facebook and they're the ones on those groups and stuff. So I don't, I don't have time, like you said, you know, to be in there all day long. Yeah. Uh, but Michael, thank you so much for coming in today, man. I appreciate well, the visit. Inviting. I appreciate that. Always have great conversations with you. I wish we had time to listen to more of your stories, you know, like oh. one, one time I wasn't like sitting in your office for hours listening to your sailor time stories. Those were great, man. Yeah, those were uh, great. And then we, uh, we had a bunch of other stories on rehabs that went wrong uh, and uh, hand, getting my ass handed back to me after 2000, in between 2017 and 2020, 21, actually. Uh, but I'm over that now. So, uh, you know. Yes, but going back, going back, I mentioned that uh speaking coach at one time yeah he has his famous speech which actually won world championship of public speaking with right. that speech and that speech was about falling forward yeah it says that you inevitably will fall on your face yeah but the key is how long you stay down you need to get up and continue Always. and that's what you have done what i have done yeah. what you guys have done and that's the key yeah we will keep making mistakes keep having problems but then we get up keep going and a hundred percent that's what people need to be doing and, and don't be afraid uh um, of making mistakes guys uh you will make mistakes regardless can you mitigate those yes uh but make sure that you are doing you're taking action i love this podcast because you touched up on taking action implementation not being afraid not educating yourself forever because i mean you can educate yourself forever i educate myself every day Me too. But it's not that I need the education to move forward. Correct. Right? Yes. You educate yourself as you are doing yes. work. Don't uh, wait to start. Yeah, that is... A hundred percent. So if you wait, the other thing happens. That knowledge becomes obsolete. By the time you start, you are no longer... Coming. That happens yeah. a lot in, ta in the tax world, right? Yes. Like in laws, changes, happens, you know. But it also happens in real estate. Yes. Market changes, landscape changes. There are some gurus who sell their courses that they created 10 years ago. That stuff doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Life change, that's not, strategies change. So, okay, if you try to tell your students to do it now, you know, you wouldn't. But I'm saying is there are some people out there right. who amaze me. They still peddling the old technology. They are no longer in the field themselves. They don't realize that that stuff doesn't work anymore. 
That's correct. So no names, right? Uh, no, 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 no need to name drop but anybody. You know who I mean. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them out there, right? But uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, some of them, that's how they make their living. You know, uh, pushing products and things of that nature, as opposed to actually be uh, doing the real estate. I'm not against either or. I mean, I, I really, I vet my whoever I'm paying to learn real estate from. I gotta make sure they're doing it. Right. That's, and that's you know. what you want. You want to learn from somebody who is doing that. Right. Because like for me, oh, even in my business that happens a lot. Like I read books written by people who claim uh, to be in the business. They're not in the business anymore. Yes. You don't even know how it works anymore. He, you are behind. So that's very important. Like every time you ask, like, you know, read a book, you know, hire a coach, make sure the coach is still active. Otherwise, it's legitimate, yes. It's not even like the fact that legitimate maybe used to be, you know, but that's not current, okay? Well, it's easier to sell education than it is to do real estate. That's okay. a fact. This thing is, right? You yeah. Know, like, I, you know, outside of my normal businesses, yeah, that's my hobby. I, I am a student of martial arts, but to me it's like, I don't want to learn from the guy who used to fight right. 50 years ago. Right. <laughs> Yeah, he may not know the latest and the yes. greatest when it comes to martial arts, especially in your lane, right? Uh, but anyhow, guys, don't forget to hit share, like, and subscribe. Look up Michael Plax on Facebook and on his website as well, REI Tax, uh, taxfirm.com. And also he's reworking his michaelplax.com, his website. This guy is well-known in the Houston area. He's probably the number one authority when it comes to uh, accounting and taxation uh, for real estate investors, like he said before, he's very niche in his uh, in his uh, practice, and he just doesn't work with everybody. You know, the you know his accounting firm can take newbies, but he focuses more on the advisory uh, and 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 things of that nature. Uh, one last question. Yes, sir. Do you actively do real estate yourself? Like, do you own rentals uh, and things like that? Trick question. Okay, I I do some, but I'm not talking about that for two reasons, okay. which I hope would make sense. One is, uh, one is I recommend to everybody who is listening to us, unless you are a coach, uh, the more private you keep your things, the safer you are. You are correct. So I don't like talk about things that do not directly relate to that. The other part is, in the investment world, if in real, if in taxation, I am black belt. Yes. In investments, I'm white belt. Okay. I don't have enough uh, experience there to share with other people. That's that's why I keep quiet about Fair it. Fair enough. But sometimes where it came is like, I would put comment either to my client when we talk, you know, or sometimes on Facebook and sometimes like respect us. You're an accountant. How do you know that? Mm. I do a little bit of that too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, you do enough. So that's okay. fair to know. But I agree okay. with you. You got to keep things sep uh, separate as well and, and private. And uh, there's a lot of people out there that brag on how many houses they have or how many units they have. And, and they're attracting all the well, wrong that, things. The to IRS them. loves to hear it. Yes, they love I to hear the story. I always love like, you posted on Facebook how much money you did. Right. Or a check, <laughs> a copy of a check, you know, or <laughs> <Yeah>. multiple checks. <laughs> like, how do you tell them you didn't do that now, right? So anyhow, guys, don't forget to hit share, like, and subscribe. Thank you so much for Amen. tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much, Michael. Take care. Appreciate you. Thank you, guys.